Okay, glad to see y'all here today. Uh, I put together a message. I think that uh, we all need to get down in our hearts and in our spirits, and I've called it comforting those who are hurting. We're going through a time right now when there seems to be so much hurting and things going on out in this world that, that, that people need to be comforted. They're going through things right now in this world and in this time, and uh, I know that when I go to the hospitals and things like that, I run into so many people that not only are they hurting from an illness or an accident or something like that, but they're just hurting down on the inside. They feel lonesome. They feel like nobody cares. Uh, and they just, they're looking for comfort. And especially when somebody is in a hospital, I try on my, myself to make sure I can see everybody that they will let me see. Uh, Saturday, went to the nursing home, Linda and I, and saw Martha Brown, visited with her. We had a good visit with her. She was well and alert, and she is so ready to come home. And, you know, she fell and she broke a hip. And then she had to go into the hospital for a while. She got so really dehydrated and then a, uh, an infection and everything. But she is just doing super now. And we just had a real good visit. And she was so excited and so glad when we was there visiting with her, talking to her. We were laughing and going on. And she said, this is the best I've felt in a while. So, you know, it's just that sometimes even people in the hospital, people that's maybe they're not even in the hospital. Maybe they're your next door neighbor. But they're just going through some situations and things. And, you know, we as Christians should be available to help others as they're going through different things. I'm going to read a scripture. And I think it's a scripture. I know it's a scripture that God gave Paul to tell us. And it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's right here. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Listen to what, what, what God is saying. He's talking to Paul. He said, Paul, tell this to my people. And that's us. It says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulations, so that we may, listen, so that we may be able to comfort others which are in any troubles or tribulation by the same comfort which God himself gave us. We are to comfort others as God comforts us. Sometimes we go through things, and we don't understand why. But sometimes it's letting us see things that we can't see otherwise. Maybe we're going to meet somebody or, or be in the presence of somebody that's going through something. Maybe you just come out of it. But you felt God's comfort. You felt his peace. You can give that person the same comfort and the same peace that you felt from God. We should be able to comfort others as God comforts us. 
I know on especially I'm just going to say something here here several years ago I used to go to the hospital to see one, one certain person whatever she is in there her name was Julie Watkins I would always be there she knew I would be there all I had to do was know she was going to be there. Many times I would be there waiting for her to get there. And that just did my heart so much good. When I look up and she was, and all of a sudden, she would have the biggest smile on her face when she'd see me. Because she knew I loved her. She knew I was there for her. She knew I was going to pray for her. She knew I cared. See, that's what people need to know. They need to know we care. That they're special to us. And we want to be there for them. And Julie knew that. She knew how much I loved her. And she was a very special little lady. And uh, I miss her still. I've got a picture of uh, her and me in my office. We're sitting in the hospital and we're sitting there just smiling and talking. But it was one of the best pictures. And I've got that in my office, and I, I look at that every now and then, and I just say, Julie, thank you for letting me be with you. And she's in heaven. But just like that song said, there's no more sickness, there's no more sorrow, there's no more dying, there's no more tears. There's none of that in heaven. The only thing she knows in heaven is pure joy. And she's enjoying that right now. One day, we'll all see her again. All of her family, those that know her, those that loved her, they will get to see her again. So I always thought back on that. Every time I, that she was in the hospital, I made sure that I was there. And uh, it did my heart good just to be there with her. And that should, we should all feel this way about being there whenever somebody needs us. And uh, every one of us probably knows someone who is hurting. Every one of us. And probably right now you know somebody that's hurting, that they're going through situation. Not Maybe not a sickness. Maybe it's just something else. Maybe just a, a thing in life that they're going through that they need comforting. They need help. And, uh, but how we can help others who are suffering is, is, is just to be there and show them that you care. I want to. I'm going to show you somebody here in a minute. Y'all know about Job. Well, Job went through a lot of things, but through what Job went through, I'm going to show you three different things, and we should be able to help others, just as Job was helped as he went through his his uh, trials and his problems. Uh, I'm going to start out here in Job chapter two, verses eleven through thirteen. And uh, if you get a chance, read part of the book of Job. I'll, I'll show it to you here in a minute. But it shows some things, too. Sometimes when we go to the hospital, I'll show that or, or visit with people. Sometimes, you, really, you know something? You don't need to say a word. You don't need to say anything. You just need to be there. You just need to be sitting there with them, letting them know that you care. That you're there, that you're available. But here in Job 2, 11 through 13, it says, Now when Job's three friends heard of all the evil that could come upon him, they came, from, they came everyone from their own place. 
Epaz, the Termite, and, and Bildad, the Shemite, and Zophar, the, the, the Naamite. For they all had an appointment together to come and to mourn with Job and to comfort him. These three friends had gotten together and said, we're going to go see Job. We know he's going through a very hard and a very rough time right now. So they made an agreement that they would all go together and see him and try to comfort him for all he was going through. And here in verse 12 it says, And when they lifted up their eyes afar off, they knew him not. Job had gone through so much, they almost didn't even recognize him. He, had just, he didn't look like he used to. He had gone through so much. He was so tired. He was so worn out. He was so beat down that they almost didn't recognize him. You know, I've gone to the hospital and I've seen people that I've known and all of a sudden I had to look twice to make sure it was them because they'd gone through so much that they didn't look the same. Well, that's what, these, that's what Job was. He'd gone through so much that he didn't look like they remembered him looking. And... Uh, here in verse 13 no excuse me 12 he said when they lifted up their eyes from far off and knew him not then they lifted up their voice and they wept and they rent their coat and sprinkled dust upon their heads toward heaven so they sat down with Job upon the ground for seven days and seven nights and no one spoke a word unto him for they saw his grief and it was very great and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain a couple things here in just a minute about what we just read but I want to show you something one of the best things we can do is just sometimes be with someone be there for them one of the best ways to comfort someone who is hurting is just be there let them know hey I'm here you need something I'm here and uh, just let them know that you care about them and I'm going to say something about one other person. And that was Renee Orion. I was with her a lot through her cancer and through her sickness. When she finally came out of the hospital, well, she was bed fast. She had to go to bed. And uh, I don't remember if it was Becky or Rhonda that called me and said, Mom is asking for you. So I got up, left the house, and went to be with her. I got to sit there, visit with her, and we visited. Well, she dozed off. Well, I had some couple things I needed to do, so I said, I'll be back after a little bit. And I left. Well, while I left, she woke up. She said, where's Bill? So they called me. Well, I dropped what I was doing. I go back. Sit there, talk with her, visit with her. And I had about three or four times. But you know, a whole lot of times I sat there, we never said a word. I sat there and all I did was hold her hand. She was laying in bed and all I did was simply hold her hand. Every now and then she'd open up her eyes, look at me and smile. But she knew I was there. She knew that I cared. And she told me, she said, Bill, I feel so at peace. I know God was there. And I know that the peace she was feeling was the peace of God. She knew that her time was close, but she also knew where she was going. She also knew she'd be in heaven. 
She knew her suffering would be over. Just like that song, just like we said while we go, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more hurting, no more death. That's all in the past. Now it's just joy. So what we really need to do when we have friends or someone we know is just be there. Let them know you care. That means more to them than probably a lot of about anything you could say. It's just knowing you are there. And uh, but you know, just think about one of the ways the Lord comforts us. In Scripture, Psalms twenty-three, four. Listen to what what, what is said here. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because you are there with me. Sometimes they fear no evil because you are there with them, giving them peace, giving them comfort, letting them know that you love them, that you care about what they're going through. And it just brings a peace to them. Just like the Psalms here, when David wrote this, he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no death, for I know you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David knew he wasn't alone that God was going to be walking with him. And when a person is really bad and they're off, bad off, it's good to know that they're not alone. And I guess that's probably one of the scariest things is to be alone. And so when we can, be there for them. Uh, God comforts us with his presence. When we can feel the presence of God, there is such a comfort and a peace there that it just seems like nothing else matters because his presence is there with us. And uh, other times, God's presence comes through a close friend. Sometimes people can feel God's presence through you. If you're a God-fearing, God-loving person, a lot of times, God's presence. Do you realize, every one of you, you have that Holy Spirit living inside of you? That Holy Spirit is there. That Holy Spirit is giving off an aura that they can feel the presence of God through you. And they know that God is there with them. They know God hadn't forsaken them. They know that he has not, he has not left them. But through your presence... And knowing that you are a God-fearing person, that you love God, you're there for them, they feel the presence of God through you. And you're such a comfort to them. And you, like I said, you may not have to say a word. Just be there and let them know that you love them. You know, Paul wrote something here. I'm going to show you. This here is about the presence of God in a person that came to see Paul. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 6 through 7. This is when, <coughs> excuse me, this is when, the, the, <coughs> God, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm feeling something right now that I, I, I don't know what's going on. It feels like somebody's here right now, that you're going through something. And that you need the presence of God you need God to touch your life. You think nobody cares. You think you're by yourself. And God's right here with you. Call upon God. Ask Him. God, touch me. I don't know why that just hit me. 
They said, it just, it just like he said, somebody's here today, and they need to know I'm with them. I haven't, for, I haven't left them. I haven't forsaken them. I'm right here. And we don't feel like, what is it, Walter? Y'all hold on just a second. I know right now you're going through some things, but God can touch you. All you have to do is submit to God and let Him work in your life. Because God's not just through with you, Walter. If He was through with you, you wouldn't be here. So God still got things for you to do. You just let Him do them. Okay? Amen. You know we love you. And everybody here, if there's anything you need, all you got to do is let us know. Okay. Thank you. That's hard. Uh, I don't know what happened. I just... But that's God saying, Walter needed something. Probably a lot of us here need something. Call upon God. Let His presence meet your need. He is not, just like Walter, like I told him, He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He is right here that moment that you call upon Him. Trust in Him. Believe in Him. Let Him touch your life. Let Him meet the need that's in your life. And, uh, But sometimes we have to quit being proud. Sometimes we have to submit ourselves. We have to fall on our face. We have to come before God. Say, God, I need you. I need you, God. I can't do this. But I know I can through you. 
That's what God's waiting for. Many of us, we go through things that we don't have to go through. All we got to do is let God go through it with us, and then we pass through it. Yea, though, when I pass through the waters, he didn't stay in the waters. You are with me. When I go through the raging streams, go through. I don't stay. You're, God is with you. When I go through the fiery times, you go through it. You don't stay because God is with you. So when we have things going on in our life, just remember, you don't go through it by yourself. If you're a born-again Christian, you've got God living on the inside of you, and he's taking you through it. You're not staying there in it. And I was about to say a while ago, this here is when Titus came to see Paul. Paul was not doing too good. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 6 through 7. It says, Nevertheless, God that comforts those that are cast down comforted me. He comforted me by the coming of Titus. And not by his coming only, but by the way wherewith I was comforted in you. When he told of your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoiced all that much more. When Titus came to see Paul, God's presence was with Titus. Paul felt that presence. He knew that Titus was full of God and that God had sent him to comfort him. Sometimes God sends us to comfort others. God's presence goes with us. God knows what, what, what that person needs that you're going to go see. I have, I'm going to say something. I have gone to visit with people. And I'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden, just like a while ago, someone would come to me, and I would say, I would say something. I, and I'd ask them a question. They said, how did you know that? I know how I knew it. The Holy Spirit was in me and revealed it to me. I said, God knows what you're going through. And he told me to tell you just like he told me to tell Walter, I am there. I am with you. You're not going through this by yourself. Never hesitate to call upon God. God's waiting on you. You're not waiting on God. God's waiting on you. And you've got to confront God. You've got to come to God. He wants to know that you trust in him that you have faith in him, that you believe that he will do what he says he'll do. See, that's faith. He says without faith we cannot please God. And that's why we can't please God if we don't believe that God can do it. Never hesitate to call upon God and ask for his help. And that's what he wants us to do. Uh, I want to show you something else here. Another way that Job's friends shared in his suffering. In Job 2.12 it said, And they lifted their voices and wept, and each one tore his robe and sprinkled dust on his head toward heaven. These men thought so much of Job. This here, the tearing of garments and the sprinkling of dust and everything, back in the ancient times, that was their way to show deep sorrow and deep care. You read it all there where they ripped their clothes. They tore their clothes. They were so down and so hurting for something. They just put dust on their head. 
That was their way of, of, of showing a deep mourning, a deep caring for the person that they was with. And that's what these men were doing about Job. They cared about Job. And, uh, you know, in our, in our English language, well, we have two words that, uh, that we use for sorrows or for sharing or helping others. And one of the words, you see it all the time, you hear it, is sympathy. And the other word is empathy. We have sympathy and we have empathy. Sympathy is having compassion for those who are suffering. You care. You care what they're going through. You want to share with them. You want to let them know you care what they're going through. And you're there for them. Empathy is placing yourself in their shoes trying to understand what they're going through. I read a scripture a while ago. In 2 Corinthians. And it said, uh, sometimes we go through things. God allows us to go through things to better equip us to help somebody else go through that thing. See, you went through it. That gives you a better idea of what they're going through. And you're able to help more. When you can now say, hey, that's happened to me. I've been there. I know what they're going through. I know as God helped me, maybe you can tell that person, you know, I kind of went through what you're going through. Now, I don't know exactly how, what your feelings are, but let me tell you, I went through it, and God showed up and helped me. Let me tell you what happened, and, and give them a testimony of how God helped you go through what they're going through. And you could very easily help them to understand what they're going through and how God can help them. If God can help you, he can help them. And so they was, they, here in Paul, here Paul tells us in Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Let them know you care. Let them, when they're happy, be happy with them. When they're sad, weep with them. Let them know, I care. I feel for you. I feel what you're going through. We are a church. We are God's servants. We are to help each other. We are to help others to go through things and get them through things that the world won't do. The world won't help them. The world don't care. But we as Christians should care what they're going through. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you something. I've talked to several people been there for them, but they were not Christians. They were not Christians. They didn't know God. But you know what? By the time we visited, we ministered to them, talked to them, they said, I want what you have. I said, you can have it. All you got to do is ask God into your life. Let Him have your life. Submit to him and let him work through you. And there's been a number of them that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior simply because they felt the presence of God in their life. Just by some, somebody talking to them, somebody caring about them, and being there for them. Here I told you all the other day, there was a wreck out here on 730. I don't know the man. I didn't know him. But I was told about him. I said, oh, well, I'll go to the hospital and see him. He was in, G he was in uh, JPS 
intensive care. He almost died at that wreck. He was care flighted. I got to go in and see him, visit with him. Nobody else had been there. Nobody else had been there. I got to talk with him, pray with him. He was not a Christian. But you know, before I left, he said, when I get out of here, we're coming, and I'm coming to your church. I said, I'll be looking for you. Just got word the other day, he is now home. He still can't walk. Both legs, kneecap shattered in one, the one leg broke. They've kind of got his scalp back. He, he liked to bled to death. And, you know, I think that was one of the things that helped turn that around. That helicopter pilot said, we don't ordinarily have blood on this helicopter. But they had blood that day. And it was a blood that they could was compatible with anybody. See, that's me. I have O negative blood. I can give to anybody, but I can only take O negative back. So whatever blood they had, there's a couple bloods that are compatible to all other bloods. They had it. And I told him, I said, you know, God was in that helicopter when it landed. They had the blood because God made sure the blood was on that helicopter. God knew you was going to need it. That saved his life. And he was thanking God, and he didn't even know God. But he told me, he said, when we get out of here, I get out of here, we're coming to your church. You cared enough to come and see me, and I know God's presence is with you. I said, I hope you felt God, because God's presence is here. And God's going to heal you. And I tell you what, I talked to his wife here the other day, and she said he is just doing super. She said, it's just like God is just doing miracles in their life already. So I'm going to get in touch with him. I've got, I've got his wife's phone number. And I talked to her the other day. And... uh but anyway, we just have to give God the opportunity to work in our life. Invite him. He's not going to barge in. He's not going to just rush in, demand you let him come in. No. You have to invite him. When he's knocking on your door, you open that door. And you let him in. You're the one that has to let God come in and do what he wants to do in your life. I'm going to finish up right here. I don't know. I didn't even know any of this was taking place today. I'm glad it did. I'm glad God was here. He's here for Walter, and he's here for anybody that needs him. God made a point to be here today. He said there's some lives that need to be changed, and there's some things that need to happen. And I'm here if they want it. And like I said a while ago, this is the third way that Job's friends helped him. And we need to keep this in mind. It said here in Job 2.13, So they sat down with Job 
on the ground for seven days and seven nights and no one spoke a word for they saw his grief was very great they didn't know what to say they could have said the wrong thing if you're familiar with the book of Job you'll see later on when they tried to talk they made Job feel a whole lot worse they didn't know what they're talking about sometimes we don't have to say anything you just have to sit there you just have to hold their hand put your arm around them tell them you love them tell them you care let them feel your sympathy let them know you love them and that will do more good than anything that you can say it's just them feeling that you love them a lot of times I've gone to the hospital and I think, God, what do you say? And it's just like he says, don't say anything. Just hold them. Just let them know you care. Let them feel you. Just let them know you love them. They'll understand. Because sometimes we say the wrong things. Sometimes we don't need to say anything. We just need to love on them. Let them know we care. You know, it said that Job's friends didn't say a word because they didn't know what to say. If you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Just be there. Let them know you care. Often, we can't solve somebody's suffering and pain. So the best thing we can do is just let them know, hey, I'm here I care for you. If you need anything, let me know. Right now, I don't really know what all you do need. You probably don't even know what you need. But you know you're hurting. You know you feel lonely. You know you need something. <coughs> so when you know what you need, tell me, and I'll do what I can. I've told so many people stuff like that because I didn't know what to say. But I did want them to know I cared. And that I was there if they needed me. Some days I'd be there all day long at the hospital. I'd just sit there beside their bed with my hand on them or holding their hand and never say a word. But they knew I was there if they did need me. I had one tell me, said, Bill, you didn't say much. But she said, you know, what you didn't say probably was better than if you'd said something. Because I knew you were there and I knew you cared. I knew if I needed something, all I had to do was ask. See, that's what people want. They want to know, hey, if I need it, all I got to do is ask. Some of you got friends that they know then all they got to do is ask you if they need something. I get a lot of phone calls that nobody ever knows about. But I talk to them. I go, I, if they need me, I'll go to the house and just sit with them. Talk with them. Not about what they're going through, but they just know I'm there. I think some of these people have helped me more than I've helped them. 
letting me minister to them, letting me be there, that did me a lot of good. I'm going to ask the band to come up. I think God has said what he's wanted to say. If there's anybody here that you're going through something and you feel like you need to come to God, we have altars right here. God is waiting on you to come to him. God's waiting, and he's listening for your voice to tell him what you want. He's not going to force anything on you. He's not going to make you do something. But he's waiting for you to call upon him. Again, knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and you shall receive. Are you asking God for what you need? God wants to meet your needs. But he wants you to ask him. He wants you to come to him. Just like a child to the father. Father, I need. And if the father can do it, you know yourself, you men as fathers, if your child came to you and needed something, you could do it, you'd do it. We've got a father in heaven nothing is impossible for. Nothing. And he wants to meet your needs. Just come to him. And in faith, trusting, ask him. He wants to meet your needs. So I'm going to ask the band to pray. If you just need prayer or you want to pray, I'm going to be down front. I'll be glad to pray with you. I'll stand in agreement with you. If you just need to come and just have a few minutes with God, we have altars. And God's waiting on you. You're not waiting on God. Thank you.